Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet. No GPS. No text messages. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Walking Dead TV podcast, episode 255. This is Russ, and we have a light cast tonight. I have Aaron and Jim with me. Hey, when was the last time you guys saw a movie? <laughs> Not that long ago. But what did they watch? That is that's what I want to know. What is that's the movie? That's the question. You know like what? The, I, I, I the Warrior? <laughs> yeah. So, so it's a documentary. Uh, <laughs> that's what I, want, I want to throw that question out to our listeners. What movie do you think they watched? Well, we should make is, it a poll. We should come up yeah, with options. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, people can throw out suggestions and we'll make a poll from that. Okay. Well, yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, we'll get the the listeners. Yes, you you give us you give us your responses. We'll put it all into a poll. Then we'll you know we'll all vote on which ones we who should be the definitive movie that they watch. Yes, I love it if they watch something like World War Z and they're all like fake, <laughs> <laughs> fake. That's so fake. <laughs> they don't move that fast. Yeah, or can you imagine like the one movie left would be like some, I don't know, some Hugh Grant rom com or something. <laughs> It's four weddings at a funeral. <laughs> That's what yeah, yeah. Bridge Jones Diary. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good question for our listeners. What movie do you think they're watching? What movie would be good enough to get the highwaymen on Carol's side? That's right. So before we get started on the episode, uh, I put up a, th- a thread asking for questions. It was late. It was like a couple hours before we started recording. Uh, and... Mike Jones put up a question, and he said, should the next spinoff be from a bad group's perspective? Someone like the Saviors type of group. Like Sons of Anarchy zombie version. Yeah. Maybe the claimed group. Remember claimed? The claimed crew. Claimed claimed crew, yeah. They they, they cameoed in Red Machete, of course. Yeah, yeah, well, see, they already have crossover appeal. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Get those jackets ready. (laughs) Got a hot topic by yourself, a leather jacket that's been rubbed in dirt and full of holes. That's just claimed. That's just claimed, yeah. In quotes, too. (laughs) Yes. As far as, I mean, you'd have to... If you were to do something like that, you'd have to. I mean, they'd be anti-heroes, obviously, right? So yes, it'd be like sons. I guess sons of anarchy is like the good go-to point. So it'd have to. I guess like a motorcycle gang would probably be like the ideal way to like establish a group like that, where you'd want to follow them, or some other some kind of, you know, because it's not going to be like you know you don't want to follow like a band of skinheads around or something like that. You want to get something that's like a unit that yeah. perhaps does bad things, but does it to you know equally or if not or more bad people. Like that, because you'd want to watch. If you want to watch this on a weekly basis, you got to relate to this in some way. It's ever going to go that route, which I wouldn't recommend. <laughs> but I think yeah. that'd be kind of the the only really way to to take it. Yeah, it's could... a really nihilistic. It's it's a nihilistic show in a in a realm where the the original series is already very nihilistic. Yeah, I had a I I, I thought about this a bit, and I and that was the main thing I came. Up, I had a problem with is if it, if they're truly evil. 
um, it, it just gets like I think it'd be a cool novelty for maybe the first four episodes. And then after that, it would just be like, okay, I can't relate to people. They're just douchebags. And, like, I can't – like, at some point, it just becomes too much, right? Like, that you have the, – these people aren't, aren't – you know, if they're completely irredeemable and they're just doing bad stuff all the time, then it just – like, you have to have something to uh, – at least for me, there, there has to be some kind of ray of sunshine or hope or something to uh, – there has to be some positivity to, to it you can't it can't all just be um evil guys doing evil stuff and then the problem there is like you start with a show that was supposed to be this thing and i and if you did go that route they'd ideally have to be turned around in some way so then yep. you you're left with you know <laughs> you're left with the opposite of what you your your idea was to begin with and we've seen that in short form with you know characters like you know daryl or merle or right any number of characters like Negan is getting that to that point, essentially. I mean, that's, that's where it has to be going. Um, so it's, yeah, to, to make up a, you know, a third, an 18 episode series, whatever you want to do, that'd be something. That's why I think like an anthology series for in the walking dead universe would be interesting. Cause you could do that yeah. on a short form. You wouldn't have to yeah, rely yes. on that week after yes. week. Right. And you could have a lot of different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, yeah, like I don't, we none of us know what the kind of current plan is for their upcoming spinoff. But like, if you did an anthology series, you could you could test a lot of different waters that way. You can see what fans respond to um, and kind of go from there. Like, like if, if there were an anthology series, I would love to see what went on in that CDC uh, place where they found Jenner. Mm-hmm. Like the you know, the few weeks before, you know, leading up to when they showed up, that would be the end of it. Like Rick and his crew showing up, or something like we joke about it. And and you know, we had, but there were there were times when the red machete thing was actually kind of something we looked forward to. The uh, the Emmy winning red machete. The, yes, the Emmy yeah. winning red machete. I think something uh, interesting, like Gun or something. You know, where it's like, okay, we're gonna do eight episode series, and we're gonna follow this gun as it travels through this world and comes in contact with multiple people, and not just do it in like. You know, minute and a half chunks or whatever. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I agree. I think that. I yeah. mean, that's a that. I mean, that's essentially a way to title. That's you know, it's an anthology series. Like, that's a cool yeah. way to. That'd be a cool way to do it. You can follow some characters longer than others, or what have you. Like, there's, and like, I mean, the show's obviously p- played with that since we're talking about Red Machete again. So it's not like it'd be out of the yeah. the realm of possibility for that to actually happen. So. Give me a give me a John Dory spinoff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> John Dory, yeah. John Dory, one man against the vultures. There you go. Should we be getting a um, preview for the next season of that sometime soon? I would think. I would think so. There are only three episodes left this season. Have we heard anything about um, the next Fear the Walking Dead season? I saw that somebody, and I I apologize, but somebody was promoted to a series regular on Fear, and I forget who it was. It wasn't anybody that I recognized right off the bat. Uh, but there was a there was a little bit of something that was said about about that show, but that's about it. Like I've heard nothing uh, about I see, Fear. I see um, Sarah Wayne Callies, who played Lori, is directing an episode of Fear of the Walking Dead. I see that. That's a uh, that's a. Aren't they bringing o- they're bringing over somebody from the main show too? I'm looking Dwight. right now. Yeah, Dwight, they, Dwight yeah. was yeah Dwight was on there. Let's see. They're at they're out they're at South by Southwest apparently right now. The cast. So maybe we'll hear something in the coming day or two. Yeah. That's one of the things I miss not being one of the things I, not, I miss not being in Austin is when I was there, just kind of go for the, when they had the interactive stuff going on because I could just go for the day and then and then just go back home. 
Um, right. I did that when I, I I think I recorded audio for this very podcast when Norman Reedus and um, when they they did a boond a Boondock Saints uh, reunion thing. Mm. Right. Um, yeah, it says it says I'm reading I'm reading that now on a site saying they were at South by Southwest. They didn't allow, announce an actual release date, but it's safe to assume they will have a similar release date to the mid-April release of 2018 of last season or season four. So, oh, that was a that was a double preview though, right? Like they mm-hmm. they did the preview of Fear on the same night as the finale of the main show. I wonder right. if they're. Because it's, it seems a little more shrouded mystery than normal. Uh, I wonder if they're maybe tailoring things differently or something to maybe help with the, how the ratings have kind of been as far as giving us so much Walking Dead within a short amount of time. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it seems like they'd be on top of it if they were, you know, getting gearing up to set us up for the next season, and they haven't so far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think there would be some sort of promotion by now. Right. Because we said that I brought this up before, and it was like last year was what like halfway through is when they started doing something, and you know mm-hmm. we're beyond halfway through now. Yeah, because we we knew well in advance that it was the whole double premiere thing, and yeah, or the, not double premiere, but a, the yeah, like whole, the back to back, and it like yeah. was a bridge a bridge episode at the, the beginning, yeah, which I saw in theaters. <laughs> nice. So yeah, so good question. Thank you, Mike Jones. Um, but yeah, I don't. I, that's, a, that's a tricky one. All right, so let's get into it. Checkpoint. Choke point. Choke point. Choke point. Sorry, can't even read my own writing. <laughs> this isn't cruising USA, Russ. This is yeah, walking. Sorry. <laughs> the uh, listeners love these cruising USA jokes. By the way, too, I'm sure that's that's a fresh one a, for them. I was going to say it's a real hot take and a timely <laughs> reference. Yes. <laughs> Cruise in USA. It's a, it was at the arcade, you know, an arcade, an arcade, right? Like Dave and Buster's without the food. <laughs> exactly. For our younger viewers and our friends in foreign lands, they've seen Tron. They know what video games are all about. <laughs> they've seen Tron Legacy. <laughs> no, they've seen Tron. In my mind, in my world, everybody's seen Tron. <laughs> if not, you should. All right. Uh, so this episode starts with Henry, Lydia, Daryl, and Connie. Um, Henry offers to uh, to to run to take Lydia, and and the two of them just kind of disappear um, and get away, so that that they're the rest of them aren't chased. Um, and of course, Daryl's like, having none of that. This is like the first good idea he has had. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I did. Yeah. I did like right. Henry wants to run! Exclamation point! Question mark! Like that's his plan. Like that's. He's, he's known really... this girl for what? Like a day, and he's like, "We can run forever. We can go under. We can do our own thing. We'll right. just let us leave." Daryl, you're cool with that, right? Well, you remember his last plan was to go off in the dark by himself to go save her against God knows how many whispers. You know. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, he's he's fine. He's not he's not really the master planner, you know. No, <laughs> master something else. Yeah, master. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Go he's ahead. A few, he's a few pieces of wood short of a full staff. Yeah, yeah, he's a few fried yeah. Happy Meal. <laughs> so we cut back to the Whispers camp, and there's the one guy that's been bit, and he's turning. And I thought it was interesting that in the in the entirety of the show, anytime somebody's been bitten and about ready to turn into a zombie, it 
you know, they want it. They want somebody to end it. You know, to to make sure that they, you know, it's always don't let me turn into that. Don't let me become that. Don't let me, you know, go that way. And it's almost like a ritual for somebody to, you know, after they pass to, you know, stick a knife in in your brain or or you know do whatever to uh, to make sure you don't turn into a zombie. And it's interesting with the whispers. It's almost like a rite of passage. It mm-hmm. they, they took it the way the way I took it from the show was they they revere that like it's something to be celebrated. I mean, he told him you go tell his wife that he's, uh, he's going to walk with the guardians. Yeah. 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 And, and carry that like, yeah, that, that adds up that, that, that's, this is the, this is the kind of group that I'd say <laughs> makes sense for that to be their reaction to this. Yeah. They get him little gifts. They get him a cake made out of brains. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, buddy. Yeah. They use his intestines as streamers. There you go. You got it. Let's watch this spinoff. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there it is. But I thought that was a nice juxtaposition. It's something that we don't normally think about. And and again, one of the things you know with a show that's been on for nine seasons is you know things can start to get old. So to see something new uh, was was a bit, even though it was you know small, it wasn't a long scene. But it, to me, it was it was refreshing to see something to see you know them do something different with this concept. Well, that little thing, it kind of adds more of the horror flavor to the whispers, yep. too. Yep. You know, which I appreciate. It certainly helps set up Beta. Like, we, I mean, we got, like, his introduction, essentially, last week. This gives us, you know, this week has a lot of Beta in it, and we kind of get that, like, this guy's hardcore. Like, he, yes. He, yes. He, he's, if, if Alpha started this thing, he's certainly there to, you know, make sure it gets finished. Like, there's, there's, there's a whole full commitment to the idea of what the whispers represent, and Beta is certainly the... The the next best entry in what that is. Sure. Was Alpha He's, in this episode? By the way, I know we no, saw one. No. Okay. Right. Because I, I, we saw one Walker with dreads that I kept coming up. I was like, is that supposed to be? It was like that's not Alpha. So okay. So it was just the beta show this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut back to the kingdom and the power is back on, uh, and things look like they're going well. Like uh, Ezekiel is in a good mood. Uh, you know, they're getting everything prepped, the power, you know, they're getting power back on, you know, they're getting things ready. You know, he's really getting pumped up about, about this whole, you know, the fair coming in and everybody being able to make it, make it work. Um, Kingdom Palooza. Yes. Kingdom Palooza. Uh, and then Jerry and his crew come back in and they have no weapons. They have no armor. They have no, they're kind of left bare. They took Jerry's sword, man. Yeah. And uh, so I, li- I like how they introduced this by Jerry telling us that he got attacked because we're like, wait a minute. <laughs> I, I, I think we'd, we'd all lose our minds if we saw a scene of Jerry getting attacked. I don't want to worry about that. I have too much other trouble going on. I don't right. want to sit here thinking that Jerry's going to be in trouble now. Like, let's, uh, I like that they skipped ahead of this part. They're like, you don't all need right. that stress in your life, man. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying, I'm trying to take it easy watching The Walking Dead of all things. I don't need to worry about Jerry now. Like, let's just let's, <laughs> let's get that out of the way. And they did. <laughs> they know. They know we're all, we're all Team Jerry on this show. That's right. Um. So he mentions that you know the highway they they came across this group they called the highwaymen, uh, they took their stuff, and uh, they they gave him a note. <laughs> um, grammatically correct. Yes, grammatically correct note. And we'll, we'll get to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So they start debating on who it might be, and you know they thought, oh well, it might be um, it, it might be some rogue saviors that are still out there, and they're like, no, it's. 
you know, it's 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 not them. Uh, this this doesn't add up. Um, well, Carol points out it's not the, what Jed's group. Jed, yes. She killed Jed, right? Didn't she kill all yeah, the rest yeah. of them? Like, well, yeah, I think like... she's. I think they said what's left of Jed's group. So I think she was implying that it's whoever whoever was with him at at that like whatever was left of his group. Okay, I thought it could have been something along the lines of like she's killed them and they don't know that she's done that, and that's why she's just kind of vague about it. Like you know, like you know, it's it's not them. Like I know that. So like, yeah. I don't do know why she hide it from them. How do you know, Carol? <laughs> yeah. They didn't go. They didn't go that direction. So yeah, it makes sense too. It could just be just more random saviors, or as far as their speculation goes. Yeah. So they talk about pulling back. You know, it's not safe, and the, you know the argument, the counter argument is, no, we we've got to this fair has to go on, and we have to keep the road safe. Like we told these people, they they would come and be safe. We can't, you know, we can't allow them to be attacked on the road. And it's so like their, it's like their own version of fire festival. Yes. Yes. You know, they have to keep. They have to keep. They have to keep it open. They can stop it now. <laughs> and they surprisingly had the same amount of food as Fire Festival. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And 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 a, and a similar lodging. Yes, yeah, similar lodging. Exactly. Better service. Yes. Um, did you guys have a? Were you guys curious? Obviously, you're curious of who's going to be. But you, did you have any like ideas of what was going on here as far as mysterious groups attacking? Mm. No, I thought for a minute I was like, did I did I miss something? Like, yeah, did right. I, <laughs> did, did I uh, did I yeah, they, did fast forward too much? They hadn't, they hadn't um, you know referenced any other group in their area that was bothering them. You know, yeah. So I was trying to think is like, am I do I have to yeah. dig back right now to think of something else that's been a threat in the past that's like going to come back again? I was like, yeah, I was kind of on. I I was very I was very curious. I was like, what's this going to be now? <laughs> like, yeah, we have a lot of groups. Like, we need another one. What's going on? Um, so we we cut back over to Tara, Magna, and her group and their their caravan to bring their wares to the fair. And uh, they said, "Oh, the, the the storm. There's there's a, a you know tree in the there's debris in the in the road and in a big old tree. And so uh, they all have to uh, uh, clear the way. And we see that um, uh, that Brett Butler and her husband have, have keep Earl." Keep, Earl, here, Tammy, Tammy and Earl, Tammy yeah. and Earl. Yep. Isn't it like Tammy Ray or Tammy Rose or? It's never mind. Just... <laughs> I'm sorry. Grace under fire. Yeah. Grace under fire. Oh, I know who it is. I mean, I'm just you know here. who it is. I know who it is. <laughs> you know what it is. Um, Tammy Rose. Yeah, I was right. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. Jeez, you know stuff and things. I get it. <laughs> I, I drink and I know things. That's right. Sorry, I'm getting ready for Game of Thrones. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so they they you know they've got custody of this baby and they're you know getting close to it. Um, and I, I'm there are a lot of things that didn't happen in this episode uh, that I was really happy about. Uh, and I, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but the fact that the two of them made it through this alive, I think was was good. I think i think it would have been too cliched to be like oh they're gonna try and be parents of this baby and of course one of them dies and then that leaves the other one to have to you know raise you know just that whole business. I, I think earl might have gotten bit uh you think he, so he got pretty close and yeah. honestly it's like why are we spending so much time with these characters that's kind of my, my thought with this so it's like i i, I think someone might have happened we'll see you know easily not but he that Walker got pretty close to that guy, 
looked like it yeah. hit him on the arm, honestly, for a second before he kind of fell down. Yeah. But, I don't know. She probably would have seen it, too, so I don't know. Maybe we'll yeah. see. Um, so we cut back to Daryl and Connie and the crew, and they come across a high-rise building, and um, they decide they're going to hold up there. Connie kind of prods Daryl into into going that that route, and I thought I thought the Connie and Daryl interaction stuff was really good. It it uh, she's she's pretty sharp, and Daryl kind of likes is is seeing it, like he's seeing that she's strategy minded and she's smart and she's not. Um, you know, she's not one to just like run into danger. She thinks things through and, and has a plan, um, and, and kind of helps, helps them through it. So they decide they're, they'll hole up in that. Especially, uh, um, separate from Magna and the rest of the gang. Yes. It seems like she's more yes. level headed yeah. on her own, which makes sense. Cause you know, she's hearing impaired. So it's like, you gotta be, <laughs> yes. you gotta be smart about things. You can't just be, I don't know, running out in the dark thinking we can track our friend, but you know, on her own. Yeah. <laughs> seems like she's making some better choices here. So yeah, we're like, in this, oh, go ahead. When he said, when they say, uh, "Oh, uh, Connie will be fine," she's with Daryl, and then they're like, "Daryl will be fine." He's with, with Connie. Connie. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Are we seeing a potential love interest here for Daryl? You think? No, I, I was wondering that a little bit. Yeah, I think it's more, you know, student teacher type thing. Maybe. I, um, I don't know. I'm not saying romantic sparks. I don't think. I mean, Daryl. I think we've talked about this plenty of times in the past with him. He seems pretty asexual on this show. It seems yeah, like he, true. He does. Yeah. I'm just curious if you guys noticed that or not. I do like, I mean, I don't disagree that their interactions are like, they're fun. Like as far as, especially when he's kind of, they're both riding on the card at that point. Like it's, yeah. he's not, when he stops talking to her and he's just like, Mack, give it to me. Just, yeah. I, love that, I love how she never runs out of paper or <laughs> yeah. can't find a marker. Or, you know. If Daryl has a limited bolts, then she can have all the paper she needs. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but they the the other thing they mentioned is a choke point, um, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, by by kind of funneling the the walkers uh, through the building and knowing that they can't really get up the stairs per se, so they'll know that it's the living that uh, it just kind of like will be able to, to separate them out, um, the the living from the dead, uh, and um. Uh, uh, Daryl asks, asks Lydia about Beta, and and he says, "Oh, he's their their biggest and baddest." And she says, "Yes." And he's like, "Good, we'll kill him first. Yeah, he, he's trying to like he's he's reasoning that like the whispers will send like a bunch of their people, and Lydia's like, "They they won't have to. They'll send Beta instead of yeah. like an entire group." And he's like, yeah, "Is that their best?" <laughs> he's, yeah. all, he's getting all like riled up about like this. He's like, "I gotta I gotta take down myself a big huge man now." <laughs> he's getting excited about it all. Yeah, it's that prison, well, I mean, prison it's yard like, mentality. You take out the biggest yep. guy, and yeah, yep. and the rest of them, yeah, you everybody else falls online. And... Yep. I just, I just like that. Like, like I I had an idea of where this episode was going, and I don't I don't generally watch the previews. So I was just kind of guessing, and I was just going off some of the images. And so I was like. I feel like this is going to be like one of those showdown episodes. Like, all right, I like this. Like, I had a lot of fun with this episode as a whole. We didn't really talk about our general thoughts on it, but I like I I was smiling a lot during this episode because it was so like macho. <laughs> There's so much. Yes. There was so yeah. much like Daryl grunting and Beta grunting, and even like the highway. We'll get to the highway bit, but like all that stuff was like I am into this. Like this is a, this is a really fun episode given <laughs> what's happening, even though it's 
pretty serious in terms of what we see. But yeah, so I, I like the kind of build up to we're going to have to set a big trap and it's going to lead to this giant showdown between these two guys. Yeah. So we cut back to the king and Jerry and Carol, and they've they've kind of are taking a defensive position around where these highway men are. And they think they get there. They see two of them with guns. They think they can get the jump on them and kind of put the squash on them. And Carol's like, wait a minute. Like maybe we can just talk to him and reason with them. And the King, and, and I guess just because of everything that he went through with the saviors and, and I, I think also due to some stuff that we haven't been privy to yet, given the state of the kingdom, He's a little more cautious about wanting to go down that road. At this point, he's like, nope, we're just going to kill him and move on and get our stuff back. He's just stressed, too. He's like, I've been wanting to get yes. this. The fair has to go, and we must command it to be. And, you know, he's just like, I can't. We're, who are these creeps now? They're ruining fair. Like, I've been doing this yeah. thing for, like, months. Like, now these random folks are going to come along and mess it up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's he's even relaxed his speech a little bit, I think. Around certain around, you know, when he's with Carol and Jerry, it's like I can calm it yeah. down a bit. <laughs> yeah, but even even with the rest of them, it 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 seemed like he it was dialed back. Enough. Oh, for sure. But, yeah, I mean, it, you know, he's been doing this for going on what seven years now. If you, you take in time before the the big gap, I think everyone's kind of reasoned out what's happening at this point. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They get it. Um. But Carol's able to talk him into it that, you know, hey, and then the, that's when, you know, they sent a, a, a grammatically correct letter, um, uh, you know, and in the, in the fact that they didn't they they took Jerry's weapons and their gear and they didn't kill him or hurt him. And they mentioned that, you know, that there'll be uh, anybody trying to pass through that there'll be they'll have there'll be some sort of like a toll, but not. Like we will kill anyone that approaches. It's it wasn't like that. It was just like, you know, hey, you're you're gonna have to pay the toll if you want to if you want to come through. So she's thinking that just based on those subtleties that they can be reasoned with, which is um, a nice t- like, like like we talked about this last week as far as stuff that I'm liking this season as far as communities talking things out and reasoning, and this is a big part of that. It's like yeah, this makes it's as opposed to the. <laughs> the the Rick Grimes way of we'll just go kill him and then we'll walk back and then we'll kill him again if we need to like it's just Carol's like you know what <laughs> the, um, <laughs> give somebody else a shot you know I know we have all our tactical gear and we're ready to kick some ass and take some names in that order for whatever reason <laughs> but maybe we can uh, look at this grammatically correct letter and think there's another approach to this and uh, go like it's such a that's refreshing but it's also I like that the episode took time to like. Not only do that, but then show the result. It's a night. It's another yes. like just like last week. It's another like this episode has a beginning, middle, and end to the various subplots we're introduced to, and it's like reasonable. Like even the what is it, the projector bulb one from a couple weeks ago? Now, yep. It's another. It's yep. like apparently everything in the kingdom is always good with me because I, I I I can't recall disliking episodes that are focused on the kingdom. They seem to, like everything that the writers do with this territory community seems to like work in the favor of the show. Mm-hmm. So like this is another example of that. I think it helps that I think it, the most likable characters yeah. <laughs> yeah. are are yeah, there. I, I mean, between Jerry and Carol and the King, I mean, it, it's and they let, and they got Henry out of there. So yeah, it really does. <laughs> yes. It really does make sense. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we cut back to Daryl and group, and we find that Connie 
is pulling up a piece of plywood off the floor and there's a bunch of supplies and stuff underneath it. So obviously she's been here before, uh, which is another reason why she directed them to go this in that building because she knew exactly how things were laid out, what the situation was with it. Um, and then Daryl comes up on her and, and even says says to that effect. He's like, oh, you, you you obviously know what you're doing. And she said, yes, we stayed here for a while. Um, and then they get into this conversation about Lydia. And she's like, yeah, well, you know, we will all we all go go home. And Daryl's like, nope, she's not coming with us because, you know, they they'll just keep keep at us. You know, they'll keep at coming coming at us just like they did last time. Uh, and. Uh, Connie's not having it. She's like, nope. She's like, she comes with us. Um, and then Daryl says, you know, they'll kill all our friends. And then uh, Connie says, you know, she we have friends. She doesn't. You, you, yeah, yeah, we have friends. Right. She doesn't. But if he didn't want them to come back to Hilltop with them, why didn't he just let them go? Well, because of Henry. I no, I'm, I know, but like, I'm, never mind. Well, it's cause, yeah, because, I know what you're saying, Jim. It's because obviously it's eating at him. Like he yeah. knows what oh, right, he knows right. what the overall right thing would be to do, and it's I mean it's the same thread that we've been dealing with for the past few weeks. As far as you know, you it's it's not always the easiest choice to make, but sometimes you got to make it. And this is the you know we're getting the 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 larger extent of that now that his hand is being forced. It's not just a matter of I can save right. the hilltop right now. Now I'm in a situation where we have her. We know what's going on. These are. I don't know if we can necessarily say bad folks because they did kind of encroach on their territory and they were going to leave them alone. But regardless, yeah. <laughs> he's deeming it. This is the this is the best way to take it at this point. So it's like, yeah, right, I mean, right. I mean, there's episode, like as far as this stuff goes with Lydia and whether or not Daryl's going to like be, you know, all happy to take her back. We know where it's going. We know it's going to be a matter of Daryl's going to be like, yep, I guess we're taking her back because it's like there's no there's no scenario where Henry and Lydia go run off together. Like, that's not going to happen. So it's either either Lydia gets captured again, unlikely, or Daryl's like, I guess we've got to do it. Like, that's that's the that's the plan. But this is, a, this is that this is that like flashcard conversation where they're like writing back and forth. And it's good. It's another just like the yeah. the kingdom stuff as far as reasoning out. It's like they're having a adult conversation about how to handle a complicated affair. Yes. Uh, so we cut back to the king and his group, and uh, they start their their parlay with the with the highwaymen. When they and, when uh, they first appeared, I wrote shadow cowboys because that's all I saw in the in the frame. Yeah. they initially showed it. They obviously patted themselves after the original highwaymen, the uh, Johnny Cash and uh, Waylon Jennings, mm-hmm. that that great <laughs> super group from the eighties. So <laughs> the much loved super group from the eighties. Oh, totally. Yes. Uh. So they start to talk about you know what they want, and I love that the kid Jerry whispers to the king, and the king's like, "Yes," and Jerry wants his sword back. Well, I this scene was fantastic to me because I I, yes. I I I'm a big fan of Angus Sampson. I think he's a terrific character actor, and he's like this big hulking guy, much like Jerry. Um, I, and so I was like, "Oh, he's on this now! Like that's fun! Like he's in." He was in a season of Fargo. He was in, he's in all the Insidious movies. He's on a he's been he's an he's an Australian actor. He's in a bunch of stuff, but he's putting on like this voice for everything. He's in Mad Max, the Fury Road. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, cool! Like that's a fun choice to have him in here, and he's like playing it up. He's playing it up in a way. Like I wrote in my written review where it's like he has this bravado, and he's clearly putting on like an act to kind of con- you know command the other highwaymen, and it's not unlike Negan, except this guy's not an. Actor. 
<laughs> this guy seems like a reasonable person that happens to be doing a lot like Z- Ezekiel's doing. He's putting on a show a bit to kind of ex- sure. ex- exert some kind of authority. But, you know, at the, at the heart of it, he's just like, we just want something to do that we can, like, help us survive. So it's like they, you know, Carol's group, or sorry, the, the, their majesties help sort this out. And it's like, good. I, this, this whole scene was great to me. Like, this could have gone a, some uglier way where it's like a bunch of people threatening each other or some stupid fight happens. But instead, it's like, all right, let's, let's talk this out. And then Carol has, like, the best capper to this whole thing, the movie thing. So it's great. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it's, it seems like it's going to start to go south, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're like, oh, well, you know, we want to basically hire you to protect people coming to the fair. And, you know, the, and even the kings, well, you, you, what good is stealing stuff if you don't, if you can't trade for the stuff you really want? You know, yeah, you're stealing a bunch of random crap, but, uh, you know, armor and swords and, you know, whatever is not going to give you food and water. Uh, these, these guys have obviously never played Fallout. <laughs> yes. Um, so it, it, and of course they're having none of it. And then Carol, you know, just uh, seals the deal by saying, how long has it been since you guys have seen a movie? And they're like, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I love that they don't like elaborate, right? Like they just cut it there. And then we find out the, the resolution of that, uh, you know, down down the road, a little yeah. Bit, which I thought we'll was, get there too. That's that was, part's great, but yeah, yeah, yeah it was really. Wonderful. But it's like it's all you need. Like there's, it's efficient storytelling too. It's like yeah, Carol yes. said like the magic word right here, and it's it is perfect, and it's great that that was set up like multiple episodes be- before, where it's like yeah, they they do they can do a movie, and that that is an intriguing idea of like what this world. That's that's something this this show could be doing more of as far as taking on like you showing you what the world would be if this you know if things were taking away and everything was different it's like yeah the prospect of watching a movie that's wild like nothing nothing there's nothing out there that can replicate that like that's that's so fun it's very valuable yeah. mm-hmm. yep like like negan said he used to watch the shit out of tv but now he just has his jail cell yeah. like sitting back back when that, back was, when that a was a thing, thing. exactly <laughs> yeah um so we cut back to Henry and Daryl and their group, and um, Henry, of course, makes her a pole, a spiked pole, uh, a sharp, a sharp stick, <laughs> as it were. Um, and she even comments about how, oh, how come yours doesn't have a point on it? And he, you know, he does his his macho bit, and he's like, I, I don't need that. I was, huh. I was trained by Morgan. I don't, I don't need the pointy end of this. T- uh, I wrote Henry and Lydia are doomed in my notes at this point. Was like, like yeah, I can't, you yes. can't kill them. They're my people and all this stuff. And then it's just like, where's this couple going to go? <laughs> How are these yeah. guys going to work out? But Lydia mentions, you know, Hey, we, we can't run because alpha will never stop looking for us. We'll, which is kind of ludicrous because it's a pretty big country, and if you took off in a random direction, I don't think somebody's going to find you ever. Right. But what do I know? And, until they come across Morgan and John Dory and yeah. and, and those and guys. Hey. <laughs> um, watch this happen. So watch course, this. Watch them leave at the end of the season to go off on their own way anyway. <laughs> And then they wind up on Fear of the Walking Dead. It's the cast-off mm-hmm. show. Lydia and Henry start to kiss, and of course Daryl comes in and breaks up the party. 
So we cut back to, to Tara and her group as they're trying to to clear the uh, clear the debris so they can get going. And they notice that a herd's coming. And this is another thing that I think the Whisperers add to the show that uh, that I really enjoy is in the past it'd be like, okay, it's a herd. There's maybe like 15 of them. We get enough people together. We get in a good line, you know, a, a nice defense, and we could probably take these these things out. Not a big deal. Um, but but Tara makes a point of saying, "Hey, it could be some of these whisperer people." So you can't just assume now that if you see a bunch of random walkers up there, that they're all truly walkers, mm-hmm. and that you know you think that you could uh, you know kind of pace yourself and. Uh, you know, not have to worry about something moving swiftly up behind you. Now, all of a sudden, there could be some real, you know, real people in the mix. And now they take a, a much more cautious approach when it comes to dealing with uh, with what they think is either a herd or a group or or whatever. Yeah, which gets only- in the way of their efficiency, too, because they're going slower. So that means the walkers get on them faster, which we see because they do ambush the whole wagon train, it yeah. seems, because of this. I mean, it brings the threat back to the walkers, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. In addition yep. to giving us a, a really creepy villain group to deal with, it also like makes the zombies scary again after they kind of, pardon the pun, lost their bite uh, as the yes. series have gone on. So just as things start to get a little dire, we saw that uh, that Earl gets overwhelmed and Tammy comes up and whacks a couple of them in the head with a piece of... Uh, with a piece of, of metal. Well, first she puts her baby and, in her, like, baby chest and, with the holes in it. Yeah, and the treasure chest with yeah. the holes cut into the top of it, like you're going to put a guinea pig in there or mm-hmm. something. And the uh, and the walkers are, like, grabbing at that chest. It's like, are they going to grab that chest right now? It's like, are we, are we going to see this on TV? <laughs> Is this what's going to happen? We just saw a person get beheaded last week, but okay. Yeah. But yeah, she comes um, up. Yeah. And then just... And just as things are getting bad, we see the highwaymen ride up and save the day. And it's epic. Um, yeah, it's great. It's really I cool. I like the way they filmed it's, it, too. It was, it was great. Yeah. They, they're uh, coming up on the horses. And I like that, uh, what's his, I guess his, Sam, his name is Ozzy. Yeah, Ozzy. I don't know if they name him that, but like the, the credits do. Yeah. Uh, and, he comes, and his weapon of choice is a monkey wrench. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> so that was a cool... Uh, uh, just their their intro to Tara's to Tara and the group. I thought, Especially because Tara asked them, "Is like who are you guys?" And he's like, "We're the Highwaymen." <laughs> it's bum, like, bum, yes, bum. this is so cool. Right now. <laughs> it's like they're totally in on the yeah. on the bit. Yes. So we cut back to Daryl and his crew, and uh, Beta starts to storm the castle. They see him coming up with all the walkers. Um, oh. We, okay, so like the when they're first approaching, right? I think we talked about this already. When they're first approaching, and Daryl sends like a like a shot just to alert them that that's where they are, right? Yeah, My, I'm thinking just kill Beta, like he's right there. Shoot yeah, him. yeah, yes. yeah. Like, what? <laughs> that's like it's kind of the Rick thing where he had you know he all he had to do is just come out and shoot Negan. Yeah, exactly. And be done with. Like, I, what is this? What, what suddenly there's some sense of honor? You're, like, you're just sniping a guy out from the roof, and you're like, the big one? Like, he's right there. It's the easiest target the of all these target, people. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Dr. Evil sketch in uh, in Austin Powers, you know? Which Seth Green is like, I have a gun in my bag right here. I'll kill him for you right now. <laughs> yeah. You don't understand. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Okay, yeah. So he's, he's storming in now. He's, he's going through the traps and all that. Yeah, and uh, so hey, they they split everybody up. So Henry st- stays with Connie. Daryl tells Lydia to come with him, and of course he 
puts her in a room with dog and locks it and puts the padlock on it and tells her to stay here. And she's like, oh, thank you. And which lasted for all of five yeah. minutes, of course. I will say, like, I do like the siege approach to this. I'm not a big fan of how it was directed. I feel like there is a lot of, like, geography stuff from like everything i get what they're trying to do but i feel like there's a way to shot this better like i I just felt like it kept feeling limited to me like there's there's tension and yeah okay we're showing like connie shooting at people and the whispers are in there and what have you and the the fight stuff too like i like the fight itself as far as the, the concept of this is cool but there kept there kept being shots where i'm like this is like not to like go with the, the the best possible example of like the John Wick directors are handling this. We'd see the hell out of this fight. Like it'd be great. Like I don't see <laughs> yeah. every angle would make sense to me. But there's some shots where it's like, well, you edit here, so why is Daryl still standing here? It's like he's just waiting for his mark until somebody finally hits him. Like that's I kept thinking that during a lot of the shots of the fight. But regardless, I do like I do like this scene overall. I was just kind of frustrated that it wasn't it wasn't a little better. So Henry's able to take a couple out. Um, Connie takes them out. I like the slingshot thing. I think that's yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, it's not you know your typical a blunt weapon or gun or bow. But she used I, I like just the, like really spiky balls, right? Like because you know it's one thing to take out walkers; they got softer heads. But she's taking out whispers now. It's like does she have like you know super spiky balls to use as the ammo for this thing? Because <laughs> it's, it's it's working. It's doing its job. Yeah. Or the the pullback on that slingshot is just really good. <laughs> it goes right through people. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, Lydia hears all the commotion. She's worried about Henry. She picks up a crowbar. She's able to get out. Um, dog saves her butt. And Henry gets stabbed in the leg. Of then course. dog saves Henry. Right. Yes. Dog's pulling its weight. Let's say that right. <laughs> I can't say the same about Henry, but yeah. the dog's doing his job. Uh, and then we get the big Daryl and Beta fight. And... Uh, as as dark as the the previous interactions were with Henry and Connie, uh, Daryl's in that space where everything's mm-hmm. bright and 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 airy. Um, and I, I the one thing I, so they face off each other with the knives, and uh, Beta is able to hit Daryl. He falls on his back and he drops the knives, and then Beta picks him up, and I'm like. What happened to his knives? Like what? Where? where? Well, he's still. I mean, he ultimately wanted to get out the information of where the girl is. Like that's what he. So he wasn't. He wasn't uh, trying true. to yeah, no, you know, go point. for the kill shot every single step of the way. That's a good point. <clears throat> he's more just frustrated. It's like, who's this puny guy? And Daryl's like, you don't know that I killed a tank once. So it's like, you know, we're gonna keep <laughs> going at each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. That's it. I kept thinking this guy killed a tank. He's not gonna get beaten by Beta, right? Now. <laughs> like, I like that the show's like. I still have that rocket launcher. Yeah, <laughs> I like the show's like trying to introduce something that's capable of taking down Daryl. <laughs> it's like let's just get a really big guy, and I, it's from the comic, so it doesn't not make sense. But it's like, yeah, it's let's get this really big dude in here who could withstand all this beating. And yeah, they're going back and forth at it. But before we even get to that, there's that one shot where like the whispers are trying to sneak up on Daryl, and there's one behind the sheet, and Daryl acts up through the sheet. With the, with the silhouette, which yeah. is awesome. it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was so yeah. brutal. <laughs> and then he picks him up and throws him through the wall like that. That was that was, that was yeah. We get good. a few Kool Aid Man moments in this episode. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, because like, there, there's yeah. the one like Daryl's waiting for Beta to come through the wall, and he and he comes through, but he has like a he has like the board in his hand or whatever, so the arrow doesn't get up right yeah. away. There's some clever stuff. Yeah. Like they 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 were going for things. There's some innovative. Approach, like in the like what beta gets him in a headlock and tries to put him on top of the the the, the saw blade and tries to get him that way yeah like they they certainly use the 
the property well as far as the weapons at their disposal. Yeah, the environment, yeah. Uh, but ultimately, Daryl is able to kind of get out of sight from Beta. And, of course, he goes in the little uh, Millennium Falcon trap door in the floor. Um, and Beta goes over by where the elevator shaft is. Uh, and then, of course, Daryl comes up and whacks him one and throws him down the elevator shaft. And then spits. <laughs> it's all yeah. like, you know, like, Daryl's not the kind of guy that has a one-liner. So it's like his, his, his thought was, yeah. I'll just kind of, you know, kind of huff and puff and, be, and just spit down. <laughs> that's his one-liner. That's, that's his finisher for the scene. It's probably improvised. Like, yeah, I, that's got to be that's just, thing. just like do a Daryl thing as after you throw this guy down an elevator shaft. <laughs> yeah, because he like yeah because yeah, Daryl what he gets like that little knife and he stabs Beta at one point and then like so after he gets him he, as he's walking away he kind of grabs the knife but he grabs it very theatrically he kind of grabs a little knife and is like yeah got my knife back like as he <laughs> as he walks off. <laughs> It's like, yeah, I, I know I, I complained about some of the camera work, but in terms of like this big dude versus this big dude, like that's fun. I don't get enough of that in the show as far as just like we get gory action scenes, but like fun fight action scenes like this was this is a good yeah. one. And usually when it's a fight yeah. scene, it's like one person against a lot you know, or it's like a uh-huh. gunfight with zombies or whatever. It's, you know, we don't get to see this kind of one on one, especially somebody who can like hold their own against Daryl because, yeah. You know, as like, you said, he did kill a tank, but um, yeah. <laughs> it was it, the, the director, uh, Liesl Tommy. Uh, she's directed other shows, but not really anything actiony. Mm-hmm. So maybe she just doesn't have the you know, expertise to really shoot the action in a better you know way or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, I thought it was a pretty I, I, the of the sequence. I thought the fight between Beta and Daryl was like the highlight of it. So it's a fun sequence for sure. And um, what was it? Say? The um, the Rick fights because he's had a couple one on ones, but they always seem like emotional. There, there was always yeah. like emotional battles that he has. Where just like yeah, even the Daryl and Rick fight, it was kind of like a. I mean, you kind of knew that was neutered to yeah. begin with, right? Like that was not going to have any kind of yeah, real it's, outcome. It's like two brothers it, so. slapping each other. Like that's what that. Was. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was a delay. Cut it out. Cut it, it out. It was built off like nothing. That was the other problem too. It was just like really yeah. we're fighting now. Like that's what we're doing. Yeah. Right. I see the director, uh, Lysel Tommy. She's. Uh, uh, worked with uh, Denai Guerrero, like on her productions, uh, right? Yeah, I see. That. It's that interaction. I get it. Um, so back at the kingdom, Tara and her group arrive, and they have um, their stuff for trade, and um, and then Carol asks, "Where's Henry?" And they're surprised that Daryl and them are not back yet. Uh, because they thought they would have been back quite some time ago, uh, and so everybody's starting to get a little, a little concerned uh, about what's going on there. You do get uh, a shot of Ozzy walking into town and kind of t- tips his hat and is like, "All right, I'm in the, I'm in the king, I'm in the king of Palooza. Yeah. I'm in the fair. I did it. Did my yeah. job." <laughs> um, and and then we cut back to Daryl and the group, and I like it. You know. Daryl's come around. Lydia, Lydia can can be a part of the of the crew, um, and he kind of makes it sound like they'll. He says, "Oh, it's a big world out there," almost like maybe he's going to take them too, and they'll just kind of go their own way. 
Yeah, um, it's a little vague for some reason. It's like, why does yeah. this need to be ambiguous? <laughs> like, it seems pretty straightforward. Just get him yeah. back to the... But whatever. Yeah. Mm. The Walking Dead ride. With <laughs> the three of them on a motorcycle. And of course, we cut to the elevator shaft and we peer down and Beta is still alive. <laughs> like, they milked that for all it's worth. It's like, gi- giant push oh, in all the way down. Then he, like, coughs yes. himself awake, even though he's fallen, like, four floors onto nothing except, like, hard metal. <laughs> like, gets yeah. up and but then screams fine. at the camera. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like a, you know, because they make a point of them being whisperers and they kind of talk lightly. I, I was expecting the, but it yeah, didn't just quite, like, yeah. <laughs> get to that level. It's still, it's because now he's like, he's like Michael Myers, apparently. Like, he's just like, he's, he's going to keep getting yes. up and coming after him. But it's fun. Yes. They'll have to set him on fire. <laughs> so that's choke point. Good app. All right, before we get to our busters, uh, I'll just do a quick word for our sponsor, DCBService.com. March the 11th, uh, the new solicits for DCBService.com are up, um, so you can get a hold of the March solicits uh, for comics coming out in June. Pre-order, uh, you, you can pre-order your comics there. Um, get huge discounts for, for doing the pre-order, which is, uh, which is how they're able to pass that uh, incredible discount down to you is you basically fill out the sheet, pre-order, or go to the website and um, and put in your order there. Or you could even uh, just find books that you subscribe and they'll automatically get added every month. However you want to do it, they have a, a way for you to do it. Um, also, check out In Stock Trades, uh, their sister site uh, for um, for all your trade paperbacks, hardcovers, um, cool stuff over there. Um, again, we're we're kind of getting to the three episodes left of The Walking Dead um, for uh, for season nine, and um, if you want to try and catch up on the comics uh, during the break, um, I know we're going to go right into Fear after uh, the the main show is done. But sometime between Fear and when the main show starts up again, I'm sure uh, we will do a comic episode. We're kind of long overdue for a comic episode or two. To, to kick back up probably in the break maybe in the break on on fear because we'll do eight episodes of fear uh, over seven weeks if if they do the double premiere so we'll have a we'll have a little bit of gap um, before fear comes back so maybe we'll we'll pick up unless there's just a ton of news uh, I think we've we've done a pretty good job of doing our video game uh, show uh, during the last break so uh, so as far as topics go we'll have that so if you want to get caught up for that conversation uh, definitely head over to instocktrades.com and you can uh, choose your poison when it comes to catching up on The Walking Dead. You could do the the trade paperbacks, the hardcovers, the omnibus, the compendium. Uh, however you want to do it, you'll save huge money uh, on on the collection of your choice over at InStockTrades.com. And if you order $50 or more, you'll get free shipping, uh, which is, is really awesome. You can get a ton of stuff. Um, for fifty bucks, especially if you're getting those Walking Dead trades, because they're like a they're like ten, eleven bucks a piece. Um, after the discount, they're super cheap, um, and so you can you can stock up and get caught up. It's not only it's not only graphic for, novels. So, I mean, they have statues, they have action figures, they have oh yeah, gaming supplies, they have t-shirts, t-shirts, clothing, collectibles. I mean, even if you're not into comics, there's a lot of cool stuff that you might want to check out at some great prices. Absolutely. So, instocktrades.com, dcbservice.com. We thank their thank them for their support of the Walking Dead TV podcast. Um, so now we will do our busters. Uh, Jim, you go first. This I week. give this a four point five. I really like this episode quite a bit. Um, 
I like the kingdom stuff. I like the, the highwayman stuff. I like the seeing Carol grow into a role of a role of a diplomat rather than just, you know, kill them all and sort them out later. Uh, I liked the way that that whole thing was settled. Um, I liked the, you know, the, the, uh, action sequence and the, you know, the, the ambush and the, you know, and the choke point and stuff. I, I liked the Daryl fight, uh, with beta. I, I, I enjoyed this episode quite a bit. So I give it a 4.5. Excellent. Aaron, same Z's. I would go 4.5 as well. Like the, the beta stuff played out the way I expected it to, and I really liked it for that. And the Highwaymen stuff played out a way I did not expect it to, and I liked it for that. So I was very happy with the results of this episode. It utilized the characters that we were being shown well enough. Uh, there was just a lot of fun things to watch on a show that could use a little more fun in it every now and then. So, yeah, I was all aboard on this one. This was a lot of fun. I like this one a lot. Excellent. I'm going to give it a four. Um, I, I was really happy with it. I thought it was a really good episode. Um, again, the Highwaymen, uh, the way that, uh, to kind of echo what you're saying, Aaron, the, the way that uh, panned itself out, I thought was was really good. I um, I, I was afraid that was going to just bring a, like another faction into into what was going on with the you know with the main crew and have them and the whisperers. So I thought it was kind of cool to have like this, you know, it's almost like the, the big bully and they find a way to appease the big bully and, and um, uh, turn him to their side. So I, I, again, nothing like overly um, blew me away with this episode, but I think it was just, just really good solid from top to bottom. So Richard couldn't join us tonight, but he did uh, weigh in with his busters. Um, and he said he's giving it 4.5 uh, busters. The Daryl Beta fight was awesome. If Dog dies, we if Henry dies, if Henry dies, we party. Um, <laughs> so that's from Mister Mister Chub Toad, who was uh, not able to join us this week. But we have the great Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash WDTV podcast, uh, where people leave their busters when they remember um, every week, where we put a, a forum thread up, and Mister Jim Dietz will read your busters. That's me. Uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, writing in with your reviews. Also available on the Facebook group, a lot of other fun stuff, including uh, links to all of Aaron's uh, reviews of each episode of The Walking Dead uh, for, that he writes for WeLiveEntertainment.com. Uh, so, I mean, those are always fun to read because he's able to go a little more in-depth on how he feels. Um, I do like the Kool-Aid Man gift that we put up here <laughs> this week with Beta crashing through. <laughs> And occasionally we'll put up, you know, questions and polls and things like that. So by all means, join us in the Facebook group for sure. Uh, we start off with Mike Jones this week. Uh, 4.75 almost eaten babies out of five. Uh, the only thing that kept this from being a five was the lame Highwaymen story. All that build up for a movie peace treaty. Uh, loved Beta versus Daryl, but I knew neither would die. I'm still a fan of Lenry for those uh, name, <laughs> those name combining people. Uh, again, they tease this with a baby in peril. Uh, Katie Levesque wrote in, four out of five floors fall down an elevator shaft. Uh, I enjoyed the Connie Daryl partnership and dog kick-ass attacks on the Whisperers. Looks like Daryl has got quite an opponent to deal with in future episodes, because it ain't over, because Beta is there to get the girl. Uh, hoping for more good action and story next week. Can't wait to hear your guys' thoughts this week. Well, thanks, Katie. Uh, now Jamal Stewart walked in five Connie Daryl low key love notes out of five. See, I'm one the only one. Uh, hands down, the one of the best episodes of season nine. Top five moments in no particular order: the Kingdom storyline, 
with the Highwaymen was incredibly entertaining, entertaining in a way that we always don't get on the show. And Carol's, when's the last time you saw a movie? Asked with her sugary sweet smile, which just pure joy. Uh, Tammy tucking the little stolen baby into a trunk, then going to kick some walker butt to save her husband, had me pumping my fist in the air. Don't let the thin and gray hair fool you. Uh, okay, so I kind of like the interactions between Henry and Lydia. Don't hate me. It was cute. Uh, the fight between Daryl and Beta was done so well. A good old-fashioned fight, except that one of the guys is a psychopath wearing a dead person's face. Uh, still a super cool fight, though. And last, loving all interactions between Connie and Daryl. There's a weird sweetness to the note writing. It's a nice change of pace. And the fact that they are skilled fighters and trackers does not hurt either. Uh, Charlie Messing wrote in with 4.5 bustas. The series has never been able to balance their episodes with action, suspense, horror, and humor, but this episode had it all. Uh, one, one group has a plan for attack, while another group plays make a deal. Let's make a deal. Can't say enough good things about this episode. The only negative is Daryl cock blocking Carl too. Let the kid kiss the girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mary Turk Pecky wrote in 4.5 gra- grammatically correct busters. I loved everything about this episode and didn't want Henry to die for once. Uh, I was a little worried about the introduction of a new group, but like the highwaymen were brought in to have a purpose. Lesson learned. Grammar is important, even in the apocalypse. Random thoughts. Beta is a beast. Dog better not die. And Connie might just be one of my new favorites. Looking forward to the podcast. Thank you, Mary. Uh, Scott Homan wrote in 4.5. Busters really liked this episode. Daryl vs. Beta round one was great. Made me think of an old X-Men or Ninja Turtles arcade game where you have to get by the oversized boss guy to move on to the next level. Oh, this is a lot like uh, like watching X-Men with Wolverine vs. Sabretooth, and it's just mm-hmm. a bunch of like, and they just start going at it. Are you talking about the old school four controller one? or six? No, like the Fox TV like cartoon of X-Men. Oh, okay. Because he was talking about the video. Oh, yeah, but just hearing that just made me think of like Sabretooth versus Wolverine in general. Like, that's what I think of. That's that's all picture Beta and Daryl for now. Those... You scum sucker. Yeah, I uh, think it's just a lot of just gnarly <laughs> yelling at each other. That was the only thing that bothered me about that cartoon is all the ways they got around Wolverine cursing. You, know? <laughs> yeah. you scum bucket. Yeah. Uh, I liked the introduction of the Highwaymen. It was nice to see a different approach taken to a rival group for once. And with that, I think the season's Carol is the best Carol. You know what, Scott? Every season's Carol is the best Carol. I'm sorry. Except for season one, I guess. Uh she advocates diplomacy and working together on this case, but with the marining saviors, she was fine killing them all because they were already given so many chances. Finally, some balance. Richard Chopper Cherry Charrington uh, wrote in 4.75. Now time for an all-new episode of Extreme Makeover Apocalypse Edition out of five. Move that corpse. Move that corpse. Uh, what a great episode this weekend had me on the edge of my seat. Let's hope the kingdom can get the cinema ready for Henry and Lydia's first date. Uh, the fight scene was brilliant between Daryl and Beta. I just knew he'd survive that fall. On another note, if dog dies, I riot. Thanks, guys, for a great podcast. Oh, you're welcome, Richard. Uh, I'm currently in marathon training again, and as always, you are my company company on my Sunday long runs. Any chance of a three-hour podcast this week? It's peak run time. <laughs> uh, to which Andrew Park wrote in, I'll play the co- podcast at half speed. Jim's voice is uncanny. <laughs> wow, that would be frightening. Uh, Andrew actually, uh, Andrew Park actually wrote in himself after this. 4.5, is that the same lift elevator shaft that Beth pushed the security guard down in the mid-season finale of season 5? 
Uh, that episode is written by Angela Kang, so she must be recycling ideas for murders. Uh, I enjoyed this episode. I'm sorry, what? I didn't know that. It's funny. Uh, I also thought that it's the same one that I think Joey Tribbiani's character in Friends fell down when he was killed off on that soap opera. That's that's where I'm going with that. <laughs> I enjoyed this episode in digging the Daryl and Connie team up, and the Daryl-Beta fight was bone-crunching, if not trope-heavy. Uh, what you had to show us, Beta waking up at the end? Like, we didn't know that would happen? Uh, I liked that even when he was on his own, he was still trying to be scary and in whisperer mode, even though he was probably like, my back is all kind of messed up right now. <laughs> It was good to see a group of seasoned survivors orchestrate the choke point of the episode, of which the episode, I presume, gets its title. Also, did anyone notice the added whisper and walker at the end shot of the title sequence? Uh, I like also like Carol's assurance that the highwaymen couldn't possibly be Jed and the Splinter Saviors as she killed them to death already. And as always, I need to have a swig of beer because here we go with Yokiyushi Sawada. <sighs> okay. Three, she's not worth this out of five. One, it's fair day. Huzzah. Is that the right energy? Uh, two, the high women, eh? Sounds like they're asking for a fight in their name alone. Three, you would think that either Ezekiel or Tara would send out people to clean the road for a few days before departing. It seems dumb to do it on the way. It's dangerous and time-wasting. Four, we'll kill him first. You can tell that Daryl is both tired and annoyed by this whole situation when he says that. Five, I'm with Carol. Negotiation before confrontation. It can't come to agreement that if it can't come to agreement, then annihilation. Six. Why would Ozzy turn down the access to the kingdom and the fair? He's offering you sturdy walls, fresh water, and the opportunity to trade. They get the better deal. As for me, when Carol asked about the movie, I'd answer, depends. What's the movie? <laughs> uh seven, Lydia. I can't stay with them, I can't. A few hours later, I won't kill my own people, I won't. Me. Pick a side, cat. No, she's not even. She's, she even says she's not worth this. Eight. Zion was axed by Carol by Daryl, and then Henry and Connie killed two whispers later. So is killing back on the table, Lydia. Uh, nine. When Daryl and Beta are squaring off, I was like, "Hey, their big son is getting real low." <laughs> <laughs> also, again, to both Beta and Daryl, is one girl worth all this? I say no. Ten. I can tell Ozzy and Jerry are going to be good friends down the line. 11. Next time Beta and Daryl meet, please say, please let Beta say to him, you didn't think I'd be that easy, did you? Kenpai. Thank you, Yukiyoshi, and thank you everybody for writing in. Really appreciate that. Uh, as um, Russ said, it's uh, facebook.com slash group slash WDTV podcast. And as always, we really appreciate your input and your support. Thanks. Well, excellent. Um, so that about wraps it up for this week. Um, hopefully, though, we'll be back to full strength next week. But until until that time, uh, and where can folks find you on the web? Uh, well, as Jim pointed out, I do write about The Walking Dead on WeLiveEntertainment.com, which is also where you can find all my movie reviews, which I do weekly. Uh, I also host a movie podcast called Out Now with Aaron and Abe, which I co-host with my friend Abe. Um, Abe was out this week. But, Jim, you were happy enough to join us for our Captain Marvel review, which was a lot of fun. It was. I enjoyed it. And yeah, so that's up now. And yeah, we just have a lot of uh, weekly movie reviews and fun commentary tracks and other stuff. And I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Jim, where can folks find you? Follow me on Twitter at Yoda Jones and on Instagram at uh, Yoda Jones 66. 
Uh, every week, I'm on the Nothing's On podcast with Daryl Taylor, who's on this podcast, and Donnie Salvo, professional comedian and raconteur. And we cover all the news and movies and uh, TV and media and stuff. Uh, we just put up an episode uh, where we're talking about the R. Kelly situation. Uh, we also reviewed Captain Marvel on that episode and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, that's at the Taylor Network of com. And then every week, on fr- usually on Fridays, uh, we put up a new D&D podcast with live live action play that we had a soundtrack and sound effects to kind of make it more of a, of a radio play. And that's up every week at oldmagicgaming.com. Excellent. You could find me here at hhwld.com uh, as well as on the Taylor Network of Podcasts uh, for Gotham by Geeks uh, with the aforementioned Mr. Taylor, which is always a lot of fun uh, talking all things Batman um, and Batman related. Um, so that's fun. So definitely check us out there and then check us back here next week where we'll have another episode of this show. Um, and if you are not on the Facebooks and want to send us an email, you can do so at WDTV at HHWLOD.com. And we will incorporate that email into the show if you write us and let us know what's going on with you. Or if you prefer to send us your busters that way, we'll read them that way too. So until there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, remember, checkpoint. And choke point, not the same word.